please come forward. Presented by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the central university. A study on the wise field. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 251 of the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. I am your host in the place to be Mr. Jacob P. And sitting right across from me is the brown recluse, Mr. Artro. Art, say hello to the millions. And millions. Yo, let's get ready to rumble, motherfuckers. Uh. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, guys, go to kmancoffee.com. Check it out. Okay. Let me start over, guys. Let me do that. <laughs> let, me, let me do that joke all over. I'll be like, hey, guys. Let's get ready to rumble. Uh, you guys are listening to the Art Jacob Do America podcast. Guys, go to kmancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. They got the coffee beans. They got the hibiscus tea. They have all kinds of delicious coffee. They got anything. If you're into coffee, even like 1%, and you're just like, I like coffee, but I don't love coffee because all you've ever drank is like Folgers in your cup. Um, dude, I had Folgers recently, and it was pretty gross. Uh, I, I forgot how gross it was, and then I didn't even have creamer to like diet, like dilute the taste. It was pretty, it was pretty gross, but it was pretty early, and I, and I, I needed it. Um, and and even though I only drank like a couple of sips of it, I was like, dude, this is fucking disgusting. But anyways, go to kmancoffee.com. They got the good stuff, dude. They got stuff you're gonna not regret. Uh, use promo code America at checkout to receive fifteen percent off. Uh, that goes towards helping the podcast. If you're just a fan of the podcast and you're just like, dude, I'm a fan of the podcast and I drink coffee, dude, don't stop stop going to the Target and buying the Dunkin' Donut like <laughs> coffee or whatever. It's way better. Uh, trust me on that one. Take a picture of yourself drinking the coffee, drinking the hibiscus tea, drinking the cacao butter. Don't drink the cacao butter by itself. Mix it into your coffee. But... Uh, yeah, anyways, take a picture of yourself, tag us, tag them, it shows that you care. We appreciate it, they appreciate it. And speaking of sponsors, guys, make sure you go head on over to SukerApparel.com uh, or SKR Apparel, where the great and powerful Nicole Smith-Bosch has put together an illustrious line of merchandise for your consumption pleasure. So head on over there, uh, where Nicole has painstakingly put together a gorgeous wardrobe for you to wear just like our homeboy Jesus from the Words Are Hard podcast 
uh, buy everything that you uh, like over there. Um, I believe she has a revamped store, so she has some new designs. Uh, she kind of reminds me of uh, like a true designer where like every season she kind of refreshes her store. So it's not like our merch store where it's just like, here's your four designs and that's it, motherfucker. No, She's she, the Gucci of, uh, mm-hmm. of uh, t-shirts. Yeah, Lady Gaga will be playing Nicole Smith-Bosch in a future movie, mm. so shout out to her. Uh, going over there, uh, she's like I said, she's got something new all the time. Uh, so head on over there, support her, uh, and show her that you listen to us and you you learned about her from us uh, by heading on over to Sucre Apparel uh, and in the promo section of your cart, enter in Art and Jacob, and Nicole will give you ten percent off your entire purchase. But guys, we're not here today to talk about how Lady Gaga is going to be playing Nicole Smith Bosch in a future biopic of her self in a movie or cacao butter. Damn, that audio spiked really hard in my ear. Yeah, that was pretty loud, dude. All right, what are we here to talk about today? Guys, we're here to talk about, I suppose, the Illuminati, but the Illuminati in, I guess, media. Yeah, Illuminati and, symbolism in film. Yeah, in film, yes. Yes, so uh, I pitched this topic to you uh, just because, I, like I was telling you, and I've told you probably about three times already, uh, I, I kind of came up with this idea listening to Talk is Jericho. Uh, he recently had a guest on that was talking about all sorts of things, like, you know, the Luciferians and aliens coming down trying to create a new religion and how humanity may or may not be part alien right now. So some of the topics, like, we've already kind of gone over, like, you know, wow. lizard people and things like what that. What does that even mean, part alien? we got lizard blood uh. in us. Wow. Prometheus. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you said, like, maybe a meteor landed here and had bacteria that had life that spread, I mean, I guess technically, was that count? I mean, evolution? That's how COVID, shout out to Jesus Gutierrez, because that's legitimately how COVID-19 came to be. Yeah. It wasn't from eating bats, like Art said a couple of It was from the Wuhan lab where Hillary Clinton has cloned <laughs> herself. She's creating all kinds of demonoids. Uh, also... I, I was watching a documentary called Metroid Dread where they created a robot that chases you down uh, as you try to escape. It's real stuff, guys. Go to, go to uh, YouTube.com, look up Metroid Dread, play through. It's a real thing, guys. But you won't get there if you go to YouTube directly. You'll have to use the links provided to you in DuckDuckGo.onion. Uh, uh, there's a, a Space Force has created a, a, a robot called Metroid that turns out it's a woman in there. I was surprised. It's a blonde-haired, beautiful woman. Be- absolutely beautiful. Goddamn blonde goddess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that was headed to. It just, it just felt like something he would say. Yeah, you were describing fucking Lily James in the fucking Pam and Tommy uh, Hulu. L- L- I, man, can can I get into that one? That one was not 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 not, not, not for me. Not for the brown recluse. Yeah. Uh, but what is might be yeah. for the brown recluse is uh, during the course of that podcast, I was like, okay, we our podcast already covered these topics as well as every other podcast that's out there that covers uh-huh. conspiracies. But what kind of like kind of tickled my fancy a little bit is when he started talking about uh, Illuminati and occult uh, and Luciferian symbolism in movies. Uh, I know we kind of covered something similar to this when we we're talking about like Aleister Crowley's. Uh, impact on music, you know, like, you know, people like David Bowie and the guy from Hall and Oates or whatever who was very into Thelema and whatnot. So check out that episode if you don't know what we're talking about. Uh, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, 
as he was going on, he was talking about things like, you know, Steven Spielberg movies, Disney movies. Um, you know, one thing that didn't really surprise me, but kind of surprised me a little bit was Stanley Kubrick movies and things like that, that were, um, where things were being inserted uh, to basically, <laughs> and I'm laughing because I, I'll say this right now. I'll put the, the cart before the horse here. I don't believe any of this, this bullshit that, that he was talking about. And I don't even know if he believed that what he was talking about as well, but I think it's all a little bit silly. And I've said this before and I mentioned it on the Patreon, uh, when it comes to conspiracy theorists, mostly, you know, conservative conspiracy theorists, I feel like, they they're missing like that gene where they're able to properly process art. So they think everything's like the devil or the Illuminati mm-hmm. or the NWO kind of thing. When it's just like, no, no, they're, they're, they're literally talking about like the gold standard here. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I just want to get that out there in case YouTube wants to demonetize us and give us another strike <laughs> on our channel. Uh, but no, I don't believe any of this, but I do think it's super interesting, uh, that there, there is a compelling argument out there uh, that the Illuminati or the occult or the New World Order or the Reptilians or the Luciferians or whatever you want to call them um, are using MKUltra tactics basically to mind control us to do their own bidding. So, um, Art, I thought it would be best if um, you explained to the millions and millions out there what MKUltra is. What MKUltra is, since well, we haven't I mean- necessarily covered it yet. I mean, MK Ultra is basically like manipulating someone into just um, doing what their bidding is. I believe this is a CIA experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it started in like the late 1960s. Somewhere around there, yeah. Um, and a lot of it had to do with um, like LSD, if I'm not mistaken, giving people small doses of LSD. Um, and this is a r- really strange time period in the United States. Um, I didn't have this in any of my notes. I didn't know we were going to be talking about this part about it, but I just, I just, I just love talking about weird shit. But anyways, um, it was a really strange time period because the CIA was actually really invested in, um, in, 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 uh, in magic. They were like, well, magic seems to be pretty interesting, and they talk about like making people like do like their bidding and that sort of thing. So they were actually hiring all these wizards to like do all this stuff. They were very invested in it. So they had wizards. They had all these like chemical compounds, you know. Uh, LSD was the big one that that they were able to to give to college students to see if they can mm-hmm. get them to uh, to do their bidding. And some, I believe, the there's a famous case of a college student committing suicide jumping off of a balcony. He was a he, Grateful Dead fan as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just just a really interesting time period in the United States history, just because the United States was very much invested in in the MK Ultra project, and you know, so. Like I said, a lot of it was, um, you know, getting people to do their bidding um, and and having like trigger words or certain things like that. Uh, the uh, the John F. K. assassination. A lot of people think that that was uh, one of the MK Ultra experiments going off and like you know, um, you know, he had the trigger word with the um, the catcher in the, the rye. rye. Yeah, catcher in the rye book um, that he read that. So when he whenever uh, was it. John Booth is that his name? No, sorry, that's that's, <laughs> that's Lincoln. That's Lincoln. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, what is his name? The guy that I killed. Forgot, yeah. Um, so the guy that killed. <laughs> a topic we also have not covered. That's yet. a really interesting topic. That's a whole like can of worms. But the guy that killed uh, JFK. Some people believe JFK killed himself. I believe he killed himself. But um, wow. No, nah, okay. I'm just kidding. I just think it's funny. But um, 
But uh, but the guy that killed JFK, a lot of people think that he was an M- MK Ultra plant that was just basically there, like totally like a zombie. Read a certain passage in in the Catcher in the Rye and shot him, and then that's why he has like no memory of any of this happening whenever he was arrested. And a lot of famous um, assassinations throughout history have all led to Catcher in the Rye. Like they'll they'll find the the person that did the assassination. They'll find a copy of Catcher Catcher in the Rye in like on their coffee table or in like, you know, open to a certain page and that sort of thing. So that's why that's always been linked to that. Mm-hmm. The catch and the riot conspiracy. But MK Ultra definitely was for sure a thing. Like the United States definitely did invest into this mm-hmm. and definitely tried different um, different chemical po- compounds, magic at some point, like just different well, things. Even like Jack Parsons, you know, uh, we talked about that during the moon landing episode uh-huh. or moon landing episode. Um, where I mean, he was very much into like Aleister Crowley magic as well, like sex magic and all this stuff that we're about to talk about as well. Uh, but and he kind of used some of those principles to get us into outer space and on the moon and shit. So it's just like they were, like Art was saying, dabbling in a little bit of the occult here. Yeah, it's a really interesting time period in the United States. I mean, every country kind of was like, oh, sorry. You, if you go back to World War Two. The the Nazis were they had like that um, they had uh, this thing called like the bell. It was basically mm-hmm. like this thing that was supposed to be like a giant flying bell. They had like uh, um, I was gonna say the wonder wonder weapon or something like that. I don't know what the translation is in like like wounded weapon. I don't know. They have whatever it is, but they had all these like things that were like technology mixed with mixed with magic mixed mm-hmm. with like. Very like Doctor Doomish kind of thing. And that's always one of the things that has always fascinated fascinated me about that time period. That um, you know, the the character Doctor Doom from Marvel like was born out of that weird time period where like governments around the world were m- mixing magic and and science into one thing. Um, and so like you know, the United States dabbled in that. Nazis definitely dabbled in that. You know, Argentina was a big one. People kind of forget about Argentina because a lot of Nazis escaped into Argentina, mm-hmm. and that's a big thing that like happened down there as well. But yeah, pretty interesting time period in the world. Mm-hmm. So that's MK Ultra in a nutshell. I'm sure somewhere down the line, Art and I will cover that. Uh, but from MK Ultra, you get conspiracy theories uh, that are very much prevalent today. You know, the, the election was hacked and uh, Elon Musk and Bill Gates and COVID vaccines and all this stuff. It's all a, it's all a, a, an evolution of MK Ultra, everything that's happening in the world today. Uh, and it goes under the banner of Project Monarch. And I'll give a brief synopsis of this. Obviously, it's an evolution of MK Ultra, uh, but it's a, basically a secret government black op uh, and not so much a government black op, but the people who control the strings of government, quote unquote, the Illuminati, the NWO, the elite, the one percenters, whoever you want to label them, the, the lizard people or whatever. But it's a sophisticated mind control tactics uh, used and inserted pa- inserted passively uh, into movies, music, TV and books to basically mind control the masses to get them. To do what they want. A good example of this would be uh, the Queen of Diamonds that's used in the Manchurian Candidate. Uh, when you know that person sees you know the the Queen of Diamonds, they go berserk and they go from just being a regular individual, like Art was saying with the JFK assassinator, uh, into you know 
a, a secret sleeper agent that goes off and becomes an assassin. Uh, why they're doing this is because obviously they're all devil worshipers. Uh, they're all Luciferians. They're all anti-Christians. Again, this is <laughs> this is the conspiracy speak here. Uh, and basically their, their goal is to turn people away from God, uh, to get them off that good and righteous path of, of Reaganomics and, um, you know, get Satan, you know, conjure Satan into control or more or less Lucifer. Now, this is a big thing here, the duality, where it's just the, the Illuminati and the occult. They don't reference him as Satan, mm-hmm. but as Lucifer. So basically, Satan is the bad guy, and Lucifer is the good angel, the misunderstood angel that got cast out of heaven. But basically, they want to conjure Lucifer uh, to taking over the masses above all, above the good and righteous path of Jesus or whatever, right? Uh, so basically, what they do is they insert their imagery into you know Disney movies, Steven Spielberg movies, and even adult movies like I forget his name, Stanley Kubrick. Sorry. Uh, and what are these symbols? You might ask. Uh, basically, you have occult symbolisms like skulls. Art was mentioning it uh, with you know the Nazis. Uh, their one of their most prevalent logos is, is right on the tip of their hat was like the skull and crossbones. Uh, Again, you see, you know, skulls um, being performed with, you know, black magic rituals, Uh, obelisks, um, you know, 2001, A Space Odyssey, you know, uh, Stanley Kubrick film, you know, relies, the plot of that movie heavily relies on a fucking obelisk, Uh, fire uh, strategically. And then we're not talking about like wildfire, like, you know, fucking, you know, Smokey the Bear type of fire, Uh, but fire, you know, strategically placed uh, throughout films. Uh, because it's supposed to represent Lucifer, uh, because he is the the light bringer. And then there's this big old thing about how Prometheus, you know, uh, brought the technology of uh, fire to humanity, and Prometheus is basically an allegory for Lucifer and technology. And it's all a big old allegory for like, you know, technology is you know, is the devil or whatever. If you listen to conspiracy theory mind frame, uh, butterflies, snakes, owls, pentagrams, Baphomet. Uh, hidden 666s, pyramids, the all-seeing eye, inverted crosses, and then masonry, uh, Freemasons. Their symbolism is heavily into this as well because obviously they work hand-in-hand with the occult and the Illuminati. Uh, And you see a lot of checkered floors, which is supposed to represent the duality, you know, like I was saying, like the yin and the yang and uh, rainbows, which is supposed to be, you know, a mind control tactic. Whenever you see a rainbow, it's supposed to transform you to uh, one state of mind to the next state of mind, like the Manchurian Candidate, looking glasses or mirrors, um, where again, it's all supposed to, you know, trigger someone into their alternate personality, and that's why you see like you'll <laughs> a lot of videos that you'll see like on DuckDuckGo. Uh, where they'll point out that a lot of pop musicians use broken mirrors to point out that the Illuminati are controlling them through looking glasses or whatever. And this is like their artistic way of, you know, pushing back at the Illuminati or whatever. But these are the symbols we're going to be talking about in some of the movies I have written down today. So let me ask you this. Also, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald is the guy that killed JFK. There you go, yeah. Um, But um, At least three names. I also saw this article that said bees killed JFK, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I'll, I'll look into that later. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, 
what what is the point though? Like what why you you said you heard of that guy's podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And what was he saying? Like like I'm sure symbolism always like matters, right? I, I always think that like that's why there's like our album art cover, and that's why there's like you know a cinematographist in movies that like you know plans the shot the way it's supposed to be filmed and the things that are in it. But what was, I guess I I needed to hear that podcast the why, the why. like what's the point of 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 doing all of this doing it yeah I guess like I said like with the whole uh, Project Monarch thing in you know using like hypnotic triggers like the Queen of Diamonds and the Manchurian Candidate is if once you place like these symbols it's supposed to um, hypnotize and transpose their victims I guess you could say into doing their will. And it's all about, you know, bringing a Luciferian uh, mindset to the masses or whatever, right? Right now the masses are being controlled by the, by the Bible, the Holy Book, by the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, which, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a good conservative and a good conspiracy theorist, you follow that to a T. Uh, but the Illuminati, they want to turn you on to Luciferianism, which will create, you know, a one-world government, so for in order for them to do that, they have to control the masses. So they passively put these symbols, uh, these triggers into movies uh, to get people to passively follow them down their path, follow them down their yellow brick road uh, to tune off, to tune off Jesus and to turn on uh, to Lucifer. Okay. I mean, I get it. <laughs> I mean, I don't agree I, with it. I think it's stupid. I think yeah, it's silly. That's, the, that's like a long way of saying like it scares me. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. Like, I don't understand it. Why can't we all just wear khaki pants and khaki shirts? And listen, to every Jason Aldane. Yeah, I always think like the thing that makes like cult leaders cool, or like you know, all these like culture personality type figures, right? Is that they're like cool looking or cool, like something cool about it. Yeah. I think when we covered um, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, right? And um, at one point we talked about how uh, he had all these like fangirls, like all about him. And I think we had Yudira on, on that episode and she was like, she's like, I don't understand either, but I guess like they just saw him and, and he looked like a good fuck. And I was like, dang, I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, like, but there is like that cool element, right? Like, there's that cool element of it, and I think every time I hear these people, I'm like, these are the people that like just probably don't like. You could say like, yeah, Richard Ramirez is disgusting and like murder and rape; those are terrible things, and I'm not trying to justify any of that stuff. But there is something cool about the villain, like the Joker. Like, if you like, if the Joker was your favorite villain in a, in, in a DC comic, like. I get that because there's something dark and sinister about him. And like, there is something that should excite you at least a little bit of it. Yeah. I'm not saying go out and commit murders. I'm just saying that there's the, the element of danger and excitement in that. Um, and I think that every time like there's a certain person that, um, like that sees that and maybe is like, feels that feels that that danger is not just like something to comprehend but something to be feared and like to run away from because it will like make them do something like that. Like maybe they're not in control of their feelings or oh, something like that. I hundred percent agree with you. Like, on that. yeah, do you, I don't know if we should cover BTK cause I think BTK is like the perfect, perfect person to this, like, like this, like super religious guy that held like, 
you know, really high regards in his community and was that guy, the guy that was his khaki pants and a button-up shirt and, and led his prayer group every day. And also he was the blood and torture killer. Yeah. And, like, um, I think he was one of those guys that knew, like, these things excite me and they don't excite me for the reasons that, the like, right reasons. you know, like the right reasons. This isn't me. I like the Joker. I think the Joker's cool. I'm going to go to Target and buy a Joker shirt. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> I want to. Funko Pop. Yeah. yeah I'm going to buy my Funko Pop and get my tickets to see Batman this weekend, kind of thing. Like, yeah. This is like, I'm going to kill murder people, like, kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to shoot up a Batman movie theater. Like, you know, where that guy in uh, Colorado or whatever. Yeah. Aurora. Yeah. Aurora, Colorado. Um, like, there are people that are, like, in that. And I think that – I'm not saying every single person that thinks the Illuminati is real. I just think that every single person that has, like, this boogeyman fear sees that, sees how exciting that is, like, ooh, the creepiness of it. And it's they're scared of how it challenges – because I, I keep throwing it out there, you know, like, the religious aspect of it because it does come up a lot, like the Luciferians and lizards and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. all that stuff. Like, it challenges them. It makes them doubt their faith a little bit, which is which. I'll say this right now: we're taught to, you know, in church or the church that I was brought up in. It's okay, you know, to have doubts and to you know challenge your faith or whatever. That that's supposed to bring strength to your faith, right? But there's a lot of congregations, a lot of denominations that fucking frown upon that, and like that whole fucking suppression of that could lead to me like this is where you get like this the, these conspiratorial mindsets and then mm-hmm. like you mentioned like those those uh, serial killer mindsets where it's just like we have to i have to suppress these feelings it's even like where you get like televangelists that go hard like on homosexuals and it ends up being that they are homosexuals themselves yeah. kind of thing like everything needs to be like black or white like you're either like good or evil like mm-hmm. if you even have any thought of like a gay thought like i'm evil oh my god i have to like get that out of me kind of thing there's a movie on netflix called like pray away camp that's like i i couldn't watch it it was like 10 minutes i I watched like 10 15 minutes of it and i was like this is so sad like i feel so bad for those people but it's basically like people going to like a camp to like ungay themselves or whatever i was like mike pence camp yeah basically like mike i always think and then this is just like me and like my religious upbringing i always think it's it's so weird i i I think of like a state like utah Mm -hmm. and like how that's always been like a purple state even when you look at it like and it's like political like it'll show up in the map and it's that one state that has like the the red and the blue and it's just like you know um kind of a weird state and i i think a lot of that is because they're mormon and mormons do this thing where they just they talk as a family they like literally like sitting down and having dinner and talking and discussing things without being angry at each other really matters and i think that that like not to like you know you can feel however you feel about like Mormons, but that is one thing that I think has gone away from the United States where like people get together on Thanksgiving here and like you see all the memes of like, oh man, here comes the drunk uncle is going to say some Trump thing kind of thing. And like, or here comes my liberal cousin who's like gay now. He's like back from art school or whatever. <laughs> like it's always some shit like that where like people can't talk to each other. Like, yeah, and I, I agree. And I think that that's like a lot of that, like, uh, like the fact that people have trouble talking to each other leads to these crazy ideas like, oh, dude, Mickey Mouse is wearing a wizard hat, dude. He's a demon. <laughs> like, like my girlfriend has, has some family members that don't let their kids watch Harry Potter because it's, like, yep. demonic. And it's like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? The Harry Potter. like, And it goes back to what I'm saying. It's those people, and unfortunately it's a lot of, you know, conservative people in the conspiratorial world that – they can't. They they improperly interpret or or can't interpret it at all. I was gonna wear my phantasmic shirt, by the way, oh. or my fantastic sweatshirt I had, but I wore it last week, I think, 
I didn't want to do it two weeks in a row. But you, you see this though, like because you watch these videos, and again, I'll say this: I said it earlier without context, but like doing the research on this topic, like Google has completely like scrubbed all this out. Like you yeah. can't go on Google. Things exist on YouTube, but you have to go through DuckDuckGo to get through them. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna follow Eddie Bravo's advice and only use DuckDuckGo. And it's the complete opposite where like it's total confirmation bias. If you want to look up JFK was killed by bumblebees, it'll give you a thousand web pages about how JFK was really killed by fucking Africanized bumblebees or whatever and shit, yeah. right? And that's the danger too. That's a t- that's a, that's a Patreon episode waiting to happen right there. So you can find you know all these videos of you know Illuminati and occult symbolism in movies or whatever. And the big one that they talk about is Disney. How Disney has normalized magic, right? Uh, capture the magic, and it shows like some like Disney Cruise Line commercial, whatever. Yeah, relive the, the Orlando magic. magic. Yeah, or the Orlando I, magic, or uh, whatever. And the it's Orlando all- magic. I'm not an Orlando magic fan, but you know how like every team has like their like patch or whatever. Or, like I don't know what the Lakers have like cryptocurrency patch or whatever. What is oh, BB Go, BB Go, BB Go. I don't even know what that is, but like the Spurs have like Frost Bank on theirs or whatever and like the Orlando Magic have the Disney D on there and I'm like dude that's fucking sick <laughs> like I was thinking about buying like a throwback Shaq jersey oh, cause be I was like or like uh, Penny. Penny Hardaway or something like that just to get one of those jerseys cause I was like dude that looks sick I like that Disney D and like they had a couple of, they might still be active but they had the black Orlando jersey that just says like ORL or whatever like the oh, Orlando yeah, thing that. and I was like that looks kind of decent I was that's like one of the few like Orlando ones, or I guess you go like to the pinstripe blue one or whatever. But I was like, that might be kind of worth buying because I like the way it looks. And I like that Disney D thing on it. I was mm-hmm. like, kind of jealous that that's their sponsor. That's a sick sponsor to have. Yeah, I won't won't hate on that. At also, all. the Milwaukee Bucks having Harley Davidson as their sponsor is like, damn, that's a sick sponsor too. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, <laughs> Disney gets a lot of flack because, like you mentioned, like with MK Ultra, the Nazis or whatever, they used magic or whatever, yeah. right? Uh, and when we mean magic, we're talking about like black magic. We're talking about dark magic. We're talking, it's not even really magic magic. Like where it's just like, here, we're going to pull a bunny rabbit out of a hat kind of thing. We're talking about like, like occult rituals, right? Like it's not even spelled the same where it's not M-A-G-I-C. It's, you know, magic with a K basically or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Alistair Crowley made it a point to differentiate itself. So we're not even talking about the same thing. It's like the difference between basketball and rugby kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. But these conspiracy theorists would be like, oh, Disney is trying to normalize magic, and this is what they're doing with our youth. They start them young. This this Project Monarch is is brainwashing our youth uh, to, to get in line with Satan. To, 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 to reject the values that Jesus has brought into our lives and whatnot. And it's it, it's a lot of that. And then, like, a lot of the movies that they use, it, it's, it's a lot of stretches. So the big one, and probably, like, the first instance of Disney doing this is Fantasia. And their whole justification is, is that Walt Disney, uh, he, he was a part of the Illuminati uh, he was a part of one of the 13 bloodlines of the Illuminati, um, which we covered, you know, in the NWO, NWO episodes. Uh, Walt Disney was a part of the Freemasons, which is not correct. He was a part of like the, like some Boy Scout group that was sponsored by the Freemasons or whatever. Uh, but their Project Monarch programming, 90% of it, 
is based in Disney movies. So 90% of trauma-based programming starts with Disney, uh, which, I mean, it, it, it's a it's it's a compelling point because what kid doesn't grow up in this lifetime or the last watching Disney movies, watching the Disney Channel, you know, becoming obsessed? Before we started recording, we were watching my son, you know, fucking play with his Moana toys and shit, and the Encanto song. He was singing fucking every word, word for word to you and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Fantasia basically was like the first instance of this, uh, where Mickey Mouse basically, if you haven't seen Fantasia, it's him, you know, basically watching a sorcerer conduct magic rituals out of a skull, and from the skull comes this butterfly. Again, two occult symbols that you know I mentioned earlier. And I guess this butterfly is supposed to represent uh, the transformation of taking the innocence of your youth and transforming you into this sleeper agent for yeah. the Illuminati. Man, that's fucking wild. <laughs> um, just because like every Disney movie up until then, I believe Snow White was already out, mm-hmm. and I believe Dumbo was already out by the time Fantasmic came out. Um, I was really under like you know like. One of them, Snow White, is like seven dwarfs. Obviously, it's not like meant to. It's not meant to reflect life. (laughs) (laughs) There's a dragon in this movie. Um, uh, There's a talking mirror. I guess that's Illuminati. Correct. Yeah. There's a talking mirror, dude. Um, But then, like Dumbo is like also like there's a flying fucking elephant, dude. Like it's (laughs) don't you can't take this too seriously, man. I don't know, like. I, obviously, I was gonna defend Disney because I'm a Disney fan, and like I like I like a lot of the like the 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 classic Disney movies. Like I I love like Fantasyland and that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of dark imagery in those, though. I, I get how they would scare people. Like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is one of my favorite rides. It ends with Mr. Toad going to hell, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I could see somebody going like, "Dude, that's fucking way too dark." Like, but I think you hit it out of the park when you said like, "Oh, it's just a long roundabout way saying that this scares me." Oh, absolutely. Like Night at Bald Mountain, like uh-huh. that's a scary segment out of Fantasia. Like, uh-huh. don't don't get it twisted, and like. When you go on those duck, duck, go fucking Illuminati fucking expose sites or whatever, and they talk about that night on Bald Mountain, they're like, and this is supposed to normalize the acceptance of Satan, uh, who is supposed to take, again, the Illuminati fucking uh, MO, which is that, okay, we're going to have Lucifer basically take over just like the demon in the night in Bald Mountain kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a stretch. I, I stick by every time that... Somebody was probably scared of that. Um, this is kind of like that Little Mermaid thing where, like, people say there's, like, a dick in the castle or whatever. Now, that is true because they did have, like, a... Yeah, it looked pretty dickish. Yeah, it yeah. was a penis on the cover yeah, of the... There definitely, there was a head to that penis there. Yeah. Um, but that was because it was a rogue artist. It wasn't like the Disney Corporation itself was like, we got to implant yeah. penises over here. Gather around, CFOs and COOs. We're going to put a golden phallus on the fucking yeah. Triton's type. But, I mean, I always think of that stuff as like, you know, like, I think we're I think we're pretty decent people, but I still like jokes. And if I ever got to incorporate a joke into something I'm doing, like my artwork, I would want to do that. Yeah. Um. Even like the movie The Rescuers, there's like a somebody spliced a little bit of like nudity into like one of the frames, like just mm. in the in a window or whatever. And of course, it's not like a big thing, but like you could tell that that editor was probably like, "Oh, it's gonna be so funny, dude!" Like, yeah. does somebody caught it? But like, I don't know, just stuff like that. Like that to me is just like people being goofy. 
And this is people just being afraid of things like that. Like one of the ones that I, I came across was uh, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And that's a big one because they're like, oh, that's supposed to be like the death of Christ because like once they find their Lord and Savior, it turns out he's a phony and it's supposed to make people into atheists. Oh. <laughs> and like I saw that and I was like, yeah, but the Wizard of Oz was actually supposed to be more like a political cartoon. Each one of those characters, like the Scarecrow, the lion, like all these were represented a, a political figure at that time period. Mm-hmm. And like, now you're just making it into like, into like the death of Christ or whatever is like, or like the death of God. And like, cause we can't believe mm-hmm. into this figure. I think that one's just feels like people overthinking. I don't know if that's people afraid of it. Maybe there's a little bit of fear, but I think it's just people that have way too much time in their hands. Oh yeah. They got, they got fucking Cheeto fingertips yeah. and they live in their mom's basement yeah. and shit. Um, the thing with the Wizard of Oz too is like you the narrative. This is the big one too. Is the narrative on the agenda of the Illuminati with the fucking Wizard of Oz movie? You talk to five different fucking conspiracy theorists, you get five different fucking conspiracy theories on it, and it's not that deep. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a it can be a dark movie. You know that witch is scary as shit. Those flying monkeys are scary as shit. Um, but it's all an allegory of what was going on at the time. You know, America was coming out of the Civil War, uh, the Reconstruction era. Uh, our money was still backed by the gold standard. And so that's what that movie's talking about. Follow the Yellow Brick Road was like, hey, like we need to keep our money backed by gold, not, you know, this fake, worthless green paper that's not backed by anything. And um, the the creator of The Wizard of Oz uh, he was very much a proponent of this, and he was very much a proponent of introducing silver to help back up our currency. And Dorothy's shoes originally weren't ruby shoes in the original story, but they were silver. So silver was supposed to take us back home, down back down, you know, the the yellow brick road or whatever, right? But you talk to you know conspiracy theorists, it, it's like this big old thing about like okay, somewhere over the rainbow, it's a the 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 one the most eye rolling one was is that rainbows are supposed to represent child sex slavery where like the child you know goes in a hypnotized state over the rainbow and what happens like when you're in you know uh, Oz doesn't really exist so uh-huh. like that man behind the curtain that's touching your pee pee or whatever like that didn't really happen when you come back to 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 life with your over the rainbow or whatever with your 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 ruby slippers, which is supposed to represent blood, you know, from a rape victim. I don't know how they come up with wow. this shit. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's very disturbing shit. Did uh, they talk about this on the podcast? Not on the podcast, oh, okay. but like when you go to DuckDuckGo and oh, you look dude, on the yeah, that, That's why I had trouble doing the research on this one because I wasn't about to go to DuckDuckGo and be like, so the ruby shoes are the blood of, of the innocent. I was like, okay, you've lost me there. Yeah. It, it reminds me of, do you remember that movie they made about... um? About The Shining, where oh Room Three Two Three or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that comes up a lot too. Yeah, and, yeah. So some of it was like, oh, that's kind of interesting, and some of it was like, oh, and then when he fucking if when he blinks, you see he you see that there's there, if you zoom in a hundred times, you see that there's a rocket being launched in the background, <laughs> and that represent or like you know just dumb shit. Like it makes no goddamn sense. It's like, dude, Stanley Kubrick was like obsessed about every shot like knew how every shot was going to play with your mind and make you feel uncomfortable 
And I'm sorry, just, just don't watch these movies. It's a great movie that was just like too big for its time. I feel like if it was made today, it'd be like one of those eight twenty four movies that's only like only artsy people are gonna watch. Yeah. But like, yeah, I can only imagine like it being released back then. It was way ahead of its time then. It's still kind of ahead of its time now. And like, I just think like his movies were just not meant for like fucking. It ain't Star Wars. Like even like two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. It ain't Star Wars. Like I like Star Wars. I saw Star Wars came up on this list of like one of the things. That, There's an Illuminati symbolism in Star Wars. I was like, oh Jesus Christ! Dude. I, and I looked at it too, and it didn't make no goddamn sense. Again, yeah, you can have a butterfly that goes across the, sh- the screen or whatever, right? Apparently, this is an occult symbolism or whatever, and that's supposed to fucking. It, it's this like long roundabout way of fucking. You know, how they're mind-controlling you to be a sex slave, like a Jeffrey Epstein girl or whatever, Uh right? Or you're going to be this, like, sleeper assassination agent in fucking Belarus or whatever or whatever. And it's just like, no, it's a fucking butterfly that went across the screen. To me, like, when I'm interpreting, like, what what the fucking director's trying to do, he's trying to get, like, those emotions out of you. Like, Like, when you see skulls. When they're doing, they're not, uh, every time you see a skull, it doesn't mean there's a black magic ritual happening or whatever. When you see a skull, it's supposed to represent something that's scary. It's supposed to like trigger, if it's really going to trigger your mind, it's trying to trigger your mind like, oh, this is something spooky. Kind of like, like when you go on the bride, uh, a ride like at Pirates of the Caribbean, there's a reason why they put skulls all over the place is because they want you to be freaked out. They want yeah. you to be uncomfortable. Not because they want to mind control you to go buy a fucking churro down the fucking block. One of those skulls is real though. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. The one that is on the bed rest or on the, yeah, the, was that the, the headboard or whatever? Yeah. And There's in the, in the one rise. in there. It looks completely different than all the other ones. It looks darker, like more gritty than all the other ones. That's a real one. Oh, yeah. And, it, but that's creepy as fuck, right? Uh, but is it because they're trying to do a black magic ritual on you? No, no. It's because it was cheaper to get real skulls back then than it was to make fake ones exactly and that's called logic ladies and gentlemen (laughs) it's creepy but but that one's stuck in there because that one's part of the bed so we can't get rid of that one all the other ones are all plastic yeah um but yeah i don't know man the the stanley kubrick one uh, you i don't know if you want to segue into stanley kubrick because i feel like the shining has a lot of symbolism with like uh native american blood being like spilled the fact that that there's like this duality, or you see like twin cups on the on the thing. You'll see like the twins, the twin girls. The like there's a lot of mirror imagery. I guess that's why I should be saying the the mirror imagery. Correct. Um, but Stanley Kubrick always played with those ideas of the checkered floorboards and shit. Yeah, yeah. He always played with with the uh, the idea of of twin imagery, or like you know mirror imagery. Um, he does a thing right in the middle of the movie and it's completely unnecessary, but like towards the middle of the movie, almost at the exact time that the movie's runtime is like right at the halfway point, the carpet that's in the, in the movie is actually like flipped around to represent God knows what it's Stanley Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick's vision of it. But the carpet is now facing a, a different direction. And I'm not talking like one carpet. I'm talking about the, the entire, entire carpet of of the floor like the entire hotel's carpet was taken out removed and placed in a different direction uh to kind of keep going with that mirror imagery of now the story is going backwards you know mm-hmm. uh, from where it started and that's just him he was just a wild director like he was a great director he's like one of the best directors but like you see those types of things if you watch the movie dr strangelove which actually it's a perfect movie right now 
Have you ever seen Doctor Strangelove? Never seen it. Dude, watch Doctor Strangelove. In my opinion, especially now with what's going on with Russia and Ukraine, it's it's even more relevant relevant now. It's a comedy because it's you know it's Stanley Kubrick's version of a comedy. Um, but um, even in that movie, he does a lot of those weird imagery where it's like it's it's black and white and he has all these like weird images of like people sitting around this table and it's like the exact same number of people they're all like kind of mirrored to each other and he's just always done that like he just has a beautiful eye for like you know the aesthetics of of a way a shot would work and look make you feel a little bit uncomfortable because that's not really how things look in the real life in, in real life you know like there's that thing i think we've said this before like the those um like uh like sacred geometry in our mind like there's the way things should look and oh the golden ratio yeah the golden ratio and things like you see a, a dandelion you know the way it's supposed to look but if it looks weird and there's two and they're two perfectly adjacent to each other it makes you feel uncomfortable to create dissonance yeah and it's like that's a lot of what his movies are they're supposed to you're supposed to feel uncomfortable they don't look like the real world for a reason you can't quite put your finger on it but that's because he's fucking with you this entire time Things are things are completely, you know, and and the question is, it's kind of like what you asked me at the beginning of the podcast. The the question is always like, why? And this is like, well, hammer home the fucking the point I was making, where it's like, I feel like a lot of conservatives they're unable to fucking interpret art properly because it's like I always ask myself this too, like when I ever watch like a high art film, like a Stanley Kubrick film, it's like, why did he make this film? And you said that with a Shining, like. That's a Stephen King book, and Stephen King and him had beef over it because the original meaning of Stephen King's The Shining was way different than Stanley Kubrick's. Stanley Kubrick's was like a lot of commentary on you know Native Americans and whatnot, right? Um, again, like with The Wizard of Oz, like it was the whole debate, you know, the the early turn of the century debate on the gold standard and shit like that. Uh, Two thousand one, a space odyssey, you know. Again, like I said, like it has a lot of fucking imagery, like skulls, obelisks you know, occult imagery, quote unquote, things like that. The all seeing eye, inverted crosses and things like that. And the reason is like the why, why, what is the overall message of the movie? And he's going to use these tools, not as like a mind control tool for like the elites or the Illuminati or the fucking lizard people or whatever is because he wants to create that dissonance in your heart. And you said it perfectly where it's just like, this is just a roundabout way to justify the fear that people have when they watch these films. Yeah, I I mean, that's what I... I feel like every single one of these falls back on, this scares me, this doesn't feel normal, how do I justify it, why am I afraid, I'm an adult, I shouldn't be afraid, and that's it. Like, I, I think that that's what a lot of what life is. Like, we fill in these blanks, and I'm not trying to, like, say, like, oh, if you believe in religion, you're dumb kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But religion does give us that comfort of, like, if I die, at least I'm going to heaven, kind of thing. You know, like mm. that. At least, at least I got that fallback plan. <laughs> like yeah, that like, insurance plan. Yeah, I hate it's like, that, yeah. and it's like, oh, dude, I, I took a picture of myself giving money to a homeless person. <laughs> I'm good, dude. <laughs> I made a pup. Yeah, I saw you posted something like that, and I was like, that's pretty funny, dude. Yeah. Um, not you giving money to a homeless person, but you making. I, fun. I think it was like Roman Reigns or something with like a crown on or something. Yeah. How like, people who post pictures <laughs> themselves giving money. <laughs> think of themselves and it was a picture of like Roman Reigns putting a crown on his head or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I know what you yeah, mean. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think that that's, that completely challenges what they've like been hoping for this whole time. That's like, 
well, if this doesn't agree with what what with my game plan to go to heaven, then uh, then like fuck, it's got to be the devil kind of thing. And yeah. it's like, it's like, well, not necessarily. Like, first of all, like or the evil Illuminati. Yeah, yeah. It's like first of all, like dude, and that's to be like, well, the Bible has all this like magic shit in it, in it too. It's like has all this weird shit in it, like. You're right. Dude's turning water into wine and the fucking river splitting into two. Like, it's all these, like... Or I'll give you this story. Um, My my cousin from L.A., uh, he spent a summer with us one time. And with that, he, you know, would have to go to church with us every Sunday. This is about the same time my mom got all, like, you know, holy roller on us. And so every Sunday we would go to this church and do communion. Now, I'd already been going to church my whole life or whatever, so it was, like, no big deal to me. It was just, like, it was more of, like, a, a nuisance than anything. Like, yeah. oh, God, I got to go been, up. I've been there before. I, I got to go up to the altar and put a piece of bread in my hand, and I got to drink this nasty-ass fucking wine juice. It's probably got COVID on the cup because <laughs> all these old people have been drinking out of it. Oh, okay, I guess. But he was petrified when we were doing it. He was like, what are we doing? And when we got out, like, my mom was talking to him and was like, what? are you okay? Like, I mean, you didn't have to do it if you didn't want to or whatever. And he goes like, no, I just thought it was really creepy. Like, and he was kind of like visibly shaken up. He was like, you had this like priest. He was like putting like this like weird wafer in my hand saying that this is the body of Christ. Yeah. And then he was telling me that like, you know, when he was giving me the wine, he was like saying, I mean, this is the blood of Christ. And I was just like, what am I doing? Like what black magic shit am I doing? And that's always stuck in my head where it's just like, oh shit. Like, he has no fucking context of, like, what's going on. Like, I mean, shout out to, I guess, Catholics. Cause, you know, they, they kind of educate you on the meaning of, you know, that procession or whatever. But, like, we kind of just threw him into it. And he was fucking scared because he was like, oh, my God. Like, this is, like, something that I'd read, like, out of a horror movie. Like, I didn't know if, like, you guys were going to sacrifice a virgin in front of me next or what. Like, I didn't know what was happening. And it was just like, holy shit. Like, you're right to your point. Like, that could be interpreted as fucking black magic with the right set of eyes. No, absolutely. Like I think that um like that what what what's the difference between someone seeing phantasmic and being like I want to practice wizardry cuz like Mickey was controlling <laughs> all these mops. <laughs> 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 and someone going like, dude, this guy split a whole river in two, man. Like, I want that kind of power. Mm-hmm. I got to find out how this dude opened up a fucking ocean or whatever. Like, or this guy turned water into wine. Like, dude, I would be the coolest guy at Sandrini so if I could do that. <laughs> uh, but, like, like, I don't know. It just feels like a weird double standard. And I know someone's going to be, like, totally offended that I even make that comparison. But, like... It it is they're they are just stories and like um I think that, you know, whether it be Wizard of Oz trying to make like a, a metaphorical teaching moment of saying like this is why we need to trust the gold standard kind of thing or whatever yeah, yeah. whatever it may be, or if the Bible being like this is why you shouldn't kill your father kind of thing, like because yeah. you end up fucking regretting it or whatever. You know, like I don't know. I think that like the Bible there's like these good teaching moments, but like I don't. Th- I don't think that shit actually happened. I think they're just good teaching moments, and like that dude didn't really split the ocean in half, or whatever, <laughs> like or like or like Noah's Ark type of shit. Like I don't think that really happened. That seems a little far fetched. Like and, and <laughs> to kind of like go down like that path, like and to incorporate what we're talking about, like with the imagery or whatever, you can easily flip this around and talk about like, well, what about all the rainbows that you see in the Bible? 
the rainbow in the yeah. Bible after Noah's Ark. You know, things like that. Uh, there's obliques, there's snakes, there's owls. Um, obviously, you know, they talk about, you know, the devil and shit or whatever. Uh, but there's pyramids. There's the all-seeing eye is actually a Christian symbol. So it's like, to me, it's like you can always flip that around on it, on, you know, to these people as well. Because it's like when you read the Bible, all of that shit exists in that. And then the thing is, it's like, well, what context are you talking about in it? You know, are you really trying to be Anton LaVey and fucking like, you know, uh, raise Lucifer out of the ground? Yeah, yeah. Or are you just trying to tell a fucking a story here and using some of this imagery to evoke some kind of emotion? Because at the end of the day, that's what art is. It's trying to evoke some emotion. It's try it's an it's trying to document the human experiment experience. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I I think you you hit it on the head when you said like uh conservative people have trouble with that. Like and and I know we talked about country music on the Patreon episode and I always think that that's also probably why I can't get into country music because like the lessons that are taught in country music are always like like don't get too drunk because then you're going to fucking regret it or something like that. Like, <laughs> make sure you wear a condom because that's how I got a hepatitis or something. You know, just some weird, stupid... Don't wear a mask because uh, that's how the government's trying uh, to control you. Or, or, you know, it's always some bullshit thing. Like, make sure to hug your mom because you're going to miss her when she's gone or something. I, I don't know. Just something yeah, like that. And it's like, oh, okay, accurate, we, yeah. we get it. Like, you know, like, it, isn't that isn't that country music? And, and, like, the gist of country music, like... Like, like, make sure to get drunk with your friends, because then one day you won't be able to. One day they're going to have to go out to fucking <laughs> Kuwait and fight a war for oil, and you won't see him again. <laughs> <laughs> make sure to shake your your, your brother's hands, because then he's going to get PTSD, and he's going to be too shaky. <laughs> and it's like, dude, okay, we get it, dude. Like, anyways. um, And I think that's what, like, conservative people like. They like those, like, simple things like lessons simple ideas of like um <laughs> just kind of bullshitty ideas but the minute something like this happens where it's like what the fuck mickey mouse is like teaching those mops how to like clean for him that's the devil dude like, yeah or alice in wonderland like she's eating cake she's getting high off of fucking uh opiates and shit and alice in wonderland i'll give him that one that's fucking a trip man like yeah. even I, by today's standards but there is a lot of imagery in there like the checkered floors like every time like she transports to another place which is a very masonic i guess uh thing where it's supposed to represent like the the transference of spirit or whatever like every time she does that which i'm sure like that was intentionally put in there uh -huh. but at the same time i feel like it's like for the artistic value like to me like that that's like a like a a, a veiled symbolism of fucking drugs if i if you can like mushrooms and dmt or whatever and i mean i haven't done a full on research of fucking alice in wonderland cuz it goddamn it would take me like a whole fucking month or whatever but like when I look at that, I'm like, yeah, that Dis Disney did Disney it up. They, they oh yeah yeah yeah. They made it a very G-rated thing. But like when you look at like the, the history, book, the, like actual, the original Alice in Wonderland book, yeah. through the Looking Glass. That Hello? is like, it's wild. Weren't they supposed to do like a, uh, a, and I don't think this ever happened. But they were supposed to do like, what if Alice in Wan Alice in Wonderland like came out of that like drug trip or whatever, and like as like a very like real life like like interpretation of like this person that survived this like drug trip kind of thing in like today's world or whatever. And I was like, dude, that's, that'd be a really interesting concept. And I think they actually had like Sarah Michelle Geller oh, playing wow. like Alice in Wonderland or like Alice 
But then I don't think the movie ever got made. No. I think it must have like died in production, but Probably. it seemed interesting. Yeah, I mean, because my whole point with it is it's like, yeah, there there is a dark element there. Like that's star- like the Little Mermaid. That is a fuck. That is a true blue fucking dark story or whatever. Yeah. But the imagery that's in there, and I guess there's fucking occult symbolism in there or whatever. It, it's not to fucking brainwash your child to fucking want to grow legs and marry Prince Charming or whatever. Whatever yeah. the fucking moral of the story is or whatever, right? It, it, you know, and like the original story is super dark or whatnot, right? But Disney Disneyed it up to tell you like this life lesson or whatever, like, and it's basically like you again, like I was saying, you got to interpret the art or whatever, right? The imagery that's used in there is to make Ursula look like a bad guy. All the occult fucking imagery in there is to make her look like a bad guy, to make you feel scared whenever she pops up on the screen. And then when fucking Ariel's on the screen or whatever, here's like the the girl that all girls are supposed to relate to, the innocence or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, hey, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil because you're 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 beautiful just the way you are and uh, mm-hmm. you'll get Prince Charming no matter what kind of thing. If if it's meant to be like true love's kiss. <laughs> I hope that guy's doing well. Yeah, me I too. I hope he's eating okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to me, it, it, it's a it's a lot of that, and I mean, we can, and it's 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 example after example of that of people misinterpreting what's in music. Uh, I mentioned earlier Steven Spielberg. Uh, e. T. is supposed to be. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the one you mentioned to me last week when when we were uh, when I was leaving. You're like, dude, they're saying E. T. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying uh, E.T.'s a cult now? <laughs> <laughs> He's a part of the Illuminati? But I guess it's like the Illuminati. Like E.T. was like, uh, they used Steven Spielberg to make E.T. And I'm trying to say this with a straight face, is because they want to normalize an alien invasion to make E.T. cute and cuddly or whatever. So when the aliens come and wipe away Christianity and make us, worship their gods and whatever will be more accepting of it um in the movie i guess a government agent said that he has been manifesting et since he was 10 years old or whatever apparently the guy that, that appeared on talk is jericho i guess his name is isaac weisenhop uh he said that there's there's real life examples of this happening out in the mid-east where they're finding all this like ancient alien uh in the you know, middle east or yeah. Yeah, in the Middle East, okay. of ancient alien fucking artifacts or whatever, and that they're using black magic out there, quote unquote, uh, to conjure up entities uh, to come to Earth. I researched it, and it's all bullshit. It came actually came out of a cracked magazine mm-hmm. article. That's what he's act- legitimately quoting here, um, and that Jurassic Park and Jaws uses a lot of white pillars and. Uh, occult symbolism uh, to basically warn people up of the idea of, you know, this new occult religion, this alien occult religion. Uh, the movie AI, which I guess was originally written by Stanley Kubrick, that was eventually directed and, you know, put together by Steven Spielberg, is supposed to, you know, warm us up to the idea of rejecting Christianity for this new technology world that we're supposed to live in. And now we have to accept a new Illuminati you know, as our Lord and Saviors or whatever, mm-hmm. and that the color purple, that movie with Oprah Winfrey oh. in it, 
<laughs> which is supposed to be about like slavery and domestic abuse. Yeah, or isn't there like a rape case in there too or something? Like, yeah, yeah. That it's or a, sexual abuse. I don't know. That it's a, an affront on the church, basically saying that you know this is why we should not be Christians is because of this and or whatever. So it's a lot of bullshit like that, and I'm like, well, you guys totally missed the point of these Steven yeah. Spielberg movies. You know what the movie uh, Seven Years a Slave is about? <laughs> it's a it's a it's a reminder of uh, trying to get kids to stop uh, worshiping Christ. Um, <laughs> don't let your kids watch that movie. Vote Democrat, Hillary Clinton, yeah. twenty twenty four. All these libtards always want to have you watch. I saw this movie called Remember the Titans. Uh, <laughs> They have a they have a blonde haired kid in there. He's from California. He clearly and, represents the homosexual lifestyle. <laughs> uh, he, so I would not let your kids watch that if you don't want. I believe it's Ryan Gosling. He has the dreamiest eyes in the world. But I, but uh, but that's but that's the devil talking in, inside of me, uh, making me think perverted thoughts about the blonde haired kid from Remember the Titans. <laughs> anyway, it's, I assume it's stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spot on what this is or whatever, yeah, right? I, I feel like that's what a lot of this stuff is where it's like, yeah, dude, like, I didn't like, I'm trying to think of like a bad guy in like one of the Marvel movies like Ultron or something. It's like, oh, dude, I didn't like that Ultron. <laughs> I didn't like that Ultron guy. You see, Ultron was voiced by the guy who played Robert <laughs> California who went into the office in Scranton and totally fucked everything up. Uh, and that's basically what the liberals are doing with this movie, is they're trying to fuck up the, the whole existence that Christ, our Lord and Savior, uh, and Donald Trump have tried to do. Uh, so basically what Ultron is, it's an affront to America. Ultron represents Hillary Clinton. <laughs> That's 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 a, that's the embodiment of Hillary Clinton. Scarlet Witch is AOC, a, a, an artificial intelligence coming to this earth, and the only thing that could stop her is is an, another uh, someone that becomes so woke. That's vision. That's Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump is vision. He because he can see past that. He can see into the QAnon futures. Uh, I don't re- I don't remember countries being bombed when when Donald Trump was president uh, because he's a man of Jesus Harold Christ okay I kind of sound like a like Rick from Rick and Morty there for a second there sorry going into that voice you truly did Um, uh, but speaking of Donald Trump and his best friend uh, Jeffrey Epstein uh, one and this is the final one I kind of want to go into or whatever because it's all it's all like a hamster wheel or whatever Mm -hmm. but um, apparently Stanley Kubrick was murdered by okay. the Illuminati uh, <laughs> for doing the movie Eyes Wide Shut. Okay, yeah. Apparently he died. The day he died was 660 days before. 660 days, right? 666 Not- days. Oh, okay. 666 days <laughs> before January 1st, 2001. And what was one of his most paid... 2001 Space Odyssey. 2001 Space Odyssey or whatever. Wait, but okay, so he died 666 days before that? Before, yeah, January 1st, 2001. Okay. So I guess like uh, yeah, two yeah. years and some change or whatever before the year 2001 or whatever. But And also five or six days after the final cut of Eyes Wide Shut was released. So Eyes Wide Shut, I guess, was this whole exposure of 
uh, Illuminati practices, basically like the whole Jeffrey Epstein kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, basically, I have, I've never seen Eyes Wide Shut all the way through. I get, it got really boring really quick. Uh-huh. Uh, it was it wasn't fucking two thousand one a space odyssey. It wasn't Full Metal Jacket. It wasn't fucking uh, The Shining or whatever. Dude, even Full Metal Jacket, it wasn't Full Metal Jacket to me. Like it, I I love the first thirty minutes of Full Metal Jacket. I think it's like, dude, that's amazing. Like that training sequence, it's amazing. Like the rest of the movie, like just does nothing for me. I'm just mm-hmm. like, eh. but. I just want to remind people, Stanley Kubrick died of a heart attack. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> he, he was pretty old and out of shape. It's not like he was like fucking Barack Obama and all of a sudden like- I am going to be riding a bicycle through Central Park with my helmet on, even yeah. though Fox News does not like me doing that. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're talking about- Okay. I Google Stanley Kubrick, right? Like- Stanley Kubrick's body type is like Grimace from from McDonald. <laughs> like Grimace and Stanley Kubrick kind of had the same body type. Yeah, like it was just not a healthy body type. He was like sixty eight when he died. Seventy. Seventy. Okay. Like he was up there in age. That's that's heart attack worthy of like, especially when you have that body type. Big dogs don't and, live long. Let me tell you that. Yeah, and you have that grueling schedule of being one of the biggest directors of all time. And and he took a lot of breaks, like in his directing. That that between uh, Eyes Wide Shut to the movie before that, I think there was like a seven year gap. And that's those seven years weren't like because he didn't want to work. A lot of that was like health reasons. He was not not doing well. But don't ask conspiracy theorists. Don't tell conspiracy yeah. theorists that they will say like, oh, he was in the perfect health. Mm-hmm. The Illuminati uh, fucking killed him for exposing their secrets. But I guess there's multiple occult symbolism in there. Uh, which is true. Yeah. There's a lot of. I mean, it's ra- a movie about the occult. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. There's rainbows. There's pentagrams. There's people uh, doing the Baphomet thing as yeah. below, as up in heaven, or whatever that thing he's doing. Um, Madonna look- did that during the Super Bowl. Yeah, apparently. Uh, looking glasses, one eye, all seeing eye references, like with Nicole Kidman, like holding one eye, or all this like imagery or whatever. Uh, but you did mention it that yeah, like. <clears throat> it is a movie about the occult and even Stanley Kubrick in his library, like there was a, a book about the occult that he had, you know, dog eared with what he wanted to implement in eyes wide shut. But basically it's a whole movie about secret societies like the Illuminati, like, like Jeffrey Epstein's Lolita express Island or whatever. Right. And, uh, it was actually filmed at the, um, Mentmore Towers in Somerset, England, which it was actually an estate built by the Rothschilds. So he was very obsessed with like this idea or whatever, right? Uh, and there's a bunch of stars of Ishtar, which is like this secret society of Satanists or whatever that are attributed to the Illuminati. So there is a lot of like legit like Illuminati symbols. Um, trying to think, like there's even like pentagrams, like they look like Christmas lights but they're actually like little tiny pentagrams or whatever and shit. And it's like, oh, wow, like that's crazy. When you look at it like on a surface level and it's being framed to you like in a, you know, in a conspiratorial video or whatever on (laughs) (laughs) DuckDuckGo. But like when you look at the actual reason why Stanley Kubrick did all of that, it goes back to what we were saying. It's at its heart of that movie. It's about a husband and a wife having marital problems and like the forces in this world that fucking tempt them and get between them and then ultimately bring them back together kind of thing. But if you talk to a conspiracy theorist, like it's all about fucking, you know, how fucking 
secret societies are trying to brainwash us and Stanley Kubrick was desperately trying to fucking expose this and uh, they they tried to they killed him the reason why he took that seven year gap is because they were trying to halt him at every stop or whatever and like none of that's true the movie was released by fucking Warner Brothers which is like the most corporate like illuminatic fucking <laughs> entity in the world yeah, they yeah. fucking profited off this movie and like they will tell you that it was heavily edited like after Stanley Kubrick died or whatever, which is simply not true because his wife was like, no, actually most of anything that got edited was just to get the rating down from rated X or NC-17 because there's like a lot of nudity and sex in it to get it down to rated R. So whatever's on the fucking director's cut, Blu-ray, Criterion Collection, whatever, like that's the cut that Stanley Kubrick wanted out there. But basically, Eyes Wide Shut... <laughs> is like supposed to be like this ultimate like fuck you to the Illuminati and apparently Stanley Kubrick much like Tom Cruise in the movie or Tom Cruise's mistress in the movie pays the ultimate price for releasing it but yeah yeah they failed to realize that the movie was fucking released by Warner Brothers goddammit yeah you know man it, it it's a tough one i was just thinking about how um it's a fleeting memory it's gone but um yeah, I just feel really bad for uh, for Stanley Kubrick having that like tarnish his uh, his reputation of like, oh, dude, he was trying to expose the Illuminati and he his life he lost his life in the process. He got Epstein for it. Yeah, and it's like, did he or was he just really old and out of shape and like, <laughs> mm, I don't know, stress kills, man. And I think that dude was overworked and not eating too well and like just. I don't know, old. I don't yeah. know. And then you hear the stories of like, you know, how he would um, basically start fights with his actors to try to get like the best, perf- to get them in that rage so that they would have yeah, like yeah, that yeah. good performance or whatever. And that's got to take a toll on your body too, yeah, right? Yeah. He would tell, um, I can't remember that actress's name from The Shining, but he would always be like, you suck. Like you, you, you're killing my movie. And it, it like broke her down. But like, if you watch the movie, it got the performance out of her where she like literally looks broken down, like looks mm-hmm. like she's crying, like real tears. Um, he's a genius. No, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he is kind of douchey. Like the more you know about Stanley Kubrick, but I don't know, man. I agree with you. I think that this is just people misunderstanding art. Um, I think people have fears that they just don't know how to explain. They don't know how to explain the fact that they're adults with fears. Which is fine. Like, I just think that that's another thing that people need to accept that, like, Mm -hmm. everybody has fears. Like, you know, everybody's afraid of something. And some people are just afraid of the, you know, the occult or things that are weird. People that look differently. You know, people that have different religions in them. Like, like, you, like, some of the, some of the things I kept seeing were, like, just, like, like, uh, like, pagan pentagrams or whatever. Like, just, and it's, like, dude, those are just, like, pagan stuff. Like, like. Like you can't have like the Illuminati and the pagans like both be under like one umbrella like everything that's not Jesus Christ unless the movie is like literally about Jesus then it's like you can kind of make an argument for why this movie is the Illuminati or something like that like yeah like or the occult yeah I mean I I I'm trying to think of like, and that bothered me too it was like why is this always like it's it's the Illuminati slash the occult slash the fucking lizard people why are they all like this one thing you know thing yeah. like why can't it be that's one thing, like, when we did the NWO thing, it's like, why is it just one family that's in charge or one person that's in charge? 
I think it's like multiple powerful people that are constantly going up and then coming down or whatever. Like there's different narratives and whatnot. Yeah. And like to me, like that's that's where I land on too, where it's just like, no, it's not the Illuminati. It's just multiple directors or film producers, you know, trying to evoke a fucking like The Exorcist, for example, it's a fucking goddamn movie about fucking satanic possession. Of course, there's going to be fucking, you know, occult and satanic symbolism in there because it, it, it wouldn't be a movie about Satan if it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just like, of course, that's going to be in there. But is it in there to fucking like turn your turn your life out to become a fucking Satanist and fucking do some Charles Manson family mem- member murders and shit? No. It's just a fucking, it's a story. And not every story is going to be like, and then they lived happily ever after. Doesn't it seem kind of funny though that the uh, the ping pong tennis mat or ping pong match that happens with cancel culture um, that it, it it like changes sides like from conservatives wanting to cancel like every movie because it's a cult or Illuminati or whatever like trying to cancel Marilyn Manson and Eminem and all this stuff or and, Elvis or yeah. the Beatles because they have long hair yeah and, and now it's like all these liberals that are trying to cancel like. Like, oh, dude, you did blackface like ten years ago, Jimmy Kimball. Like, <laughs> and it's like, and I'm not saying that that's it's okay, it's okay, but I'm just saying, like, dude, people need to, people need to chill it out with with the uh, the amount of cancel culture. Insert picture of fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger in uh, the third Batman movie saying, "Chill out, chill out." There is a element of chill out, even with the, even with like, you know, I know that we talked about on the Patreon how uh, Joe Rogan should be thankful that <laughs> that. Ukraine is being invaded because everybody forgot about it. But even him, it's like, dude, like, chill out. Like, 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 yeah, he has, he said some pretty, like, racist shit. But, like, dude, it's already been, like, so many years ago to the point where it's like, you already have your idea of whether you think he's racist or not. Like, why are we even having this discussion? Like, it's at this point, it's like, like, you have your idea of what he is as a person, and I have my idea of what he is as a person. Like, why mm. are we going to, like... Why is the internet like fucking arguing about it? Like we're just going around. We're just a dog chasing its tail now. That's, and maybe that is Project Monarch right there. And it, hey, and maybe that's Russian invasion through the internet trying to divide us all and trying to like split us. And Putin is their Illuminati. Yeah, dude, I that I do believe in. The Illuminati, I don't know about that so much, but I do think that this country has become super divided over the last like six, seven years, and I think that might be Russia. There you go. And if I wake up suicided tomorrow, <laughs> uh, just know that my, my Lord and Savior Hillary Clinton was in my thoughts and prayers. <laughs> and you said that with a Bill Clinton. Yeah, I know. Jacket. I know. I don't know why. I still love you, Hillary. Anyways, Hillary Clinton, you are my Lord and Savior. <laughs> Blink twice like a lizard. Anyways, Art, do you have anything else you want to contribute to this episode? Uh, no, that's it. Tell your mommy, boo boo too. Shall I live as a was born? I gotta stop saying Elizabeth Warren. That might be Illuminati, dude. Yeah, if she's one of those liberals, dude. She she accepts corporate sponsorship. Yeah. If you li- if you listen to if you watch Russell Brand or whatever, uh, he hates fucking Elizabeth Warren. But with that said, he Art, ha- he hates her. Russell Brand's like on this weird like. Russell Brand is a really interesting guy. I gotta admit, like I don't always agree with him, but he is pretty interesting. I always like it when at least I I know like you're. You're thinking like these are your thoughts. This doesn't feel like some like made up thing. He kind of reminds me of Duncan Trussell, but I love Duncan Trussell. Like, yeah. even though I don't agree with Duncan Trussell, I agree with him like ninety percent of everything. But like, 
I, I know that those are his thoughts because he like sat down and like really thought about everything and I like will really say, meditated on these thoughts. I don't agree with him on a lot of stuff, but like he does present both sides of the argument. He does do like his due diligence and looks at both sides. Who Russell Brand? Or? Yeah, Russell Brand. Um, so I'm like, hey, I mean, I can't hate on you for that. I might not agree with you, but it's, it's your your points are more valid than somebody just regurgitating I, what Tim I, Kennedy. I gotta said. listen to his podcast. I haven't. He has a YouTube show. It always comes up when Dude, I do I, research. I can't, I can't fucking podcast on YouTube. I know we have this is going up on YouTube, but I can't fucking do that, man. Like I just, I, I don't have the patience to sit there for like a fucking hour and a half to watch. Like there's a there's a podcast that I've been listening to, and now they're getting recommended to me on my YouTube channels or whatever. And like, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know they had a YouTube. And like, it's like I don't really want to sit there and watch them sit and just talk. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I just play it out loud on, on my phone? I don't know. So with that said, everybody, <laughs> make sure you go to our YouTube channel at Art Jacob Do America on all the social medias and plug it into DuckDuckGo or Google or whatever, and you'll find us everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're at Art and Jacob Do A1 because goddamn, that's just how steak is done sometimes, baby. You can eat it raw without any steak sauce on it. Sometimes it just tastes a little bit better. You just put a little bit of that barbecue sauce in. Dang, that's a pretty good Jerry Jones. Mm, yes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> just draft that really fast guy, and he can jump real high, and we'll win. We'll get out of the first round finally for the first time <laughs> in 22 years. Uh, but also, guys, too, uh, we mentioned it a few times uh, throughout the episode. Head on over to patreon.com slash America, where every single week we put together a bonus episode for your listening pleasure. Uh, just go there, donate $1, donate $10, donate however much you want, uh, but you will guarantee get a bonus episode. And nine times out of ten, those episodes come out more fire than the actual episodes that you're hearing today for free. So if you like these episodes, you'll love those episodes over on the Patreon. I think we 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 solved the Russian uh Ukraine debacle. Yeah. Uh we we share our favorite country music uh songs. <laughs> we talk about emo music. Emo music. Uh, uh Isn't but, Jesus also into emo music? I see that he's like going all these emo nights now. Uh, I think he just has a crush on an emo girl. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's, probably that's like the monkey suit thing or whatever. <laughs> but like emo yeah, <laughs> a oh, monkey man. suit with like a you know what, haircut. You know what Jesus needs to do is he needs to paint like angel wings outside of his house, <laughs> so like girls just go take pictures in front of him and like just like selfies. And he's like, "Oh, well, that's cool. You want me to take the picture for you? Here, let me program my phone number into your into your phone here." <laughs> Dude, that guy needs to lose his virginity. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I'm the, just kidding. I love that guy. And do it in a pink suit. Uh, but, guys, head on over. If you want to support us in any other way, guys, I highly recommend going to artandjacobdoamerica.com, uh, where Art has supplied links to our merch store over at TeePublic. Uh, go there. Check out all four designs. And like I always tell you guys, it's not so much to help us monetarily, uh, but it's a good way to spread the good word of the Art Jacob Do America podcast to all your friends and family members. Uh, you are like a walking billboard for your boys over here. So go on over there. Uh, if you want to hear other great podcasts, guys, I highly recommend going on over to podbelly.com. Check out 
the world famous Sofa King podcast where I don't, I don't think they've ever covered anything Illuminati ish or occultish or whatever. They might have like in like their first ten episodes. Yeah, where they used to talk about stuff. Yeah, now they, it's like hey, no, this like, Betty White, Barbara Walters, dude, she's crazy, dude, yeah. dude, Barbara Walters, dude, like she like fucking farted into a microphone once. I was nuts. <laughs> she was at Walmart and she just farted into that the intercom. <laughs> And now she's banned from every Walmart in America, but she's Dude, Barbara Walters. You don't need a shop there. There was a, there was, a Sam's Club membership. There was one episode. I don't know what they were covering. I don't know. It was like Snoop Dogg or something. And like uh, Brad was like justifying rape. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know which episode. I'm going to have to find it. But there's like, I had to like do a double take. I was like getting ready in the morning. I just put it on. I was like, dude, is, is Brad justifying rape on here? I was like, what the hell? Anyways. Okay. So uh, it got too real. But okay, yeah. So yeah, if you want to, if you, wait, if you, Brad, Brent, Brent's the guy with the beard, Brent's the cool, cool guy. Yeah, Brent. Yeah, so cool was Brad. Sorry, I always get those two guys mixed up. Okay, yeah, Brent, Brent, <laughs> we love you over here. You too, Dave. Uh, check out Sofa King. Uh, check out my homeboy Eddie over at the RRBG podcast, as well as his is a spinoff podcast called the Comedy Store, Comedy Store Wrestling Podcast, where every single week he sits down with somebody from the MMA or wrestling pro wrestling world as well as some, a paid regular uh, from the Comedy Store, as well as his co-host, Earl Skakel, who is also a paid regular at the Comedy Store. So if you like comedy, you like wrestling, uh, check that podcast out. But other than that, I'm done. Tell you, Mommy, you boo too. We out. Yes. So with that said, everybody, goodbye. Good night. Hail Satan. Regulators! Mount up.